Hi, and welcome to the BPD Bravery Show, where we discuss tips, strategies, struggles, triumphs, and success stories related to borderline personality disorder. Here is your host, Faye Green. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the BPD Bravery Show. Before I begin, I want to give you a warning. This episode is going to be on suicide, uh, suicide awareness, suicide prevention. So if you feel like you cannot handle this topic, that is totally okay. You can wait for next week's episode. I decided to talk about this topic because it was recently Suicide Prevention Day. Being someone who has made several suicide attempts, has been suicidal a big chunk of my life, and has also been on the other end of losing people to suicide. This topic is close to my heart. I also want to note that while this podcast aims to provide valuable information and insights on the topic of suicide awareness and prevention, I am not a mental health professional. The content shared here is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or mental health issues, it's crucial to seek immediate help from a qualified mental health professional or trusted individual in your life. We frequently hear that suicide is a selfish act. People say that you just pass your pain on to someone else, to the others, to your family, or to others around you. And honestly, that is far from the truth. Suicidal people shouldn't be told that the main reason they shouldn't kill themselves is because of how it might affect others. We deserve love, help, and support, and not guilt trips. We deserve to feel like our life is worth living for our sake. And again, like I said, I was on both ends of this situation. And when I've lost friends to suicide, I never blamed them. It hurt to know that they were in so much pain that the only option was to just end it. Imagine that. Now, people with BPD do struggle with this a lot. And there are so many laws to suicide. And I think it's important to talk about it. And that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Try to imagine the pain being so deep, so deep and feeling like there is no end in sight that the only option is to just end it. And I know that people with a BPD do have the stigma attached that we are manipulative. Now, understand this. Human beings are innate responses to try to keep ourselves alive as much as we can. Now, imagine that like the pain is so intense, the struggle is so intense, that even our instinct cannot protect ourselves. People who self-harm and attempt suicide or think about it or act about it, we're not doing it to manipulate you. We are just in so much freaking pain. And for those that cannot understand it, consider yourself lucky. Count your blessings because it fucking hurts. So reasons behind suicidal thoughts, and these are some of it, of course, there could be more. First, it's mental health disorders, and then personal crisis or life stressors. Now combine the two and you have a ticking time bomb. Every time I was suicidal, I usually did have also a massive stressor in my life. I didn't have where to live. I didn't have a job. And it's scary for me because right now I'm in the same boat and it's scary as fuck. Sometimes if these stressors keep on happening throughout life, say it's been 10, 12, 15 years of on and off with these stressors and you feel like you're trying so hard to get out of it. You're trying so hard to make it work to find financial stability, to find a community, to find love, to find safe housing. And if it's been going on for so many years, it feels like there's no one to side. It's like, what's the point? When will this end? Is there even a way out? If you keep on trying so hard, 
and not getting anywhere. Or sometimes it gets easier for a short period of time, but then it, you're back to square one. Other things that can trigger it is um, traumatic events, feelings of isolation or loneliness, and believe me, I know that very well. Chronic pain or illnesses, and that's, again, with BPD, if you struggle with the intense fear of abandonment, and people are always abandoning you, or it feels like it, and it feels like you have no one, that can trigger it too. Or even physical illnesses, of course, and substance abuse. Another thing which can be the reason for suicidal thoughts is antidepressants. And I know that this is going to sound ironic, but when you look at the label or you look at the warning signs, they'll always tell you that you should be aware of suicidal thoughts that increase suicidal thoughts, increase suicidal tendencies. A lot of them can make you more suicidal. Or sometimes you could take it for depression or anxiety and then all of a sudden you start taking it and maybe your anxiety is a little bit better, your depression is better, but you start having suicidal thoughts. Um, and that's a catch-22 when it comes to medications because some of them could make things worse or just you're taking it for one thing and then there's a side effect that's a lot worse. And to that I can attest too, personally, I've, I've had that happen before and I'm, I'm not sure it might be happening to me right now too. I am in a very stressful place in my life. I do not have a place to live as far as like my own apartment, my own home. I do not have a job. Um, I've been looking. It's super frustrating to keep on looking for jobs and just feeling like you're hitting a wall. And then on top of that, I was also recently prescribed a medication which might make me feel suicidal. And before this medication, I did not have thoughts for quite some time now. And since then, there are blips of thoughts here and there, which is scaring me. So there's that too, the medication part. You got to be careful with that. And you should be open with your doctor if you start feeling a certain way, having thoughts after starting a new medication. Hey there, warriors. Before we dive into our episode today, I wanted to take a moment to give a special shout out to our wonderful sponsor, HopeForBPD.com. If you've been a part of this journey, you know that I don't just bring you stories and expert advice. I also am on the lookout for resources that can make your journey with BPD more manageable and more hopeful. Hope for BPD is that resource, a beacon of hope. Whether you're personally affected by BPD or you're supporting a loved one through their journey, this platform is here to assist you in every step of the way. Hope for BPD provides confidential and compassionate treatment consultation, information and research about evidence-based treatments, ongoing, solution-focused, and non-judgmental support for individuals with BPD and family members, and so much more. BPD isn't something you have to face alone or in the dark. So visit their website at hopeforbpd.com to learn more about their services and find that glimmer of hope you've been looking for. Because remember, no matter how tough it gets, there's always hope. And now back to our show. Warning signs for relatives and friends. Verbal hints. Some statements like, I wish I was dead, and of course, that's something that people say all the time, too. But if someone is struggling and has a lot of life stressors, they might mean it. Indirect statements like, I can't, I can't go on anymore. There are behavioral signs like social withdrawal, drastic mood swings, engaging in risky behaviors, giving away possessions, or settling your affairs. I want to point out that sometimes, and that is, I, I know that's with BPD, maybe it's with other mental illnesses as well. Sometimes it could happen very quickly. Like a person might seem like they're doing okay and then something happens and they could right away switch into like suicidal thinking, suicidal tendencies. There's a lot of emotional indicators like hopelessness, overwhelming guilt or shame and agitation or anxiety are some of them. There's a lot more. So how can you try to prevent it or help? 
a loved one who is struggling. First of all, open conversation. Listening can save lives and truly listening. So, for example, I'm going through a rough time and I sometimes try to talk to friends and before I'm even done saying a sentence or two, they're already talking over me and trying they're trying to help. They're not mean, they mean well, but they're not actually listening. Let me get it off my chest. Let me finish the sentences. Let me finish my thought. I understand that you might know what I'm saying, but you might not know always. Thinking of something very recently, trying to talk to a friend and um, they wouldn't let me finish the sentences or finish my thought process. And then they would talk over me and then they would say something that's unhelpful. That might even make things worse. And I asked them at one point, I was like, why are you saying that? The response was because in the past you said X, Y, and Z on, and with that information in mind, I'm telling you this. Now, you didn't even finish listening to what I'm saying right now. And it hurts and it can be so annoying. And in fact, sometimes when you don't do active listening or you try to just push your ideas onto someone when they obviously think that what you're saying is not going to work for them, it can make things so much worse for the person. So actually listen, listen, don't first think of how you are going to respond. Truly listen, be there in the moment with the person who is struggling and avoid judging. Now, once you've listened, try to help. Try to do everything in your power you can to help the person who's struggling. Sometimes people are so depressed and you could think, okay, you know, they can help themselves. They could do X, Y, and Z. But sometimes people are so depressed or they feel so hopeless or helpless that they literally cannot help themselves. They can do what it takes for them to get out of it. And if they're willing to accept help from others or if they reach out to you, try to help them as much as you can. Another thing is professional help. So you could encourage people to go for therapy or counseling, talk to a psychiatrist, uh, maybe take medication. Again, sometimes it's difficult for the person to actually seek that therapy. If they're not willing to go for therapy, then um, that's one thing. But if they do consider getting professional help, but they keep on reaching out and walls, which unfortunately is the situation for many people, especially in the U.S. Try to help them. Maybe you make some calls, see who accepts their insurance, if they have insurance, etc. Another thing is if you know your friends are struggling and you're not right next to them, reach out. See how they're doing. It means a lot. It really does, believe me. Hey, how are you doing? How are you holding up? I'm thinking about you. And also remember that there are crisis hotlines. There are emergency helplines and you can always call or text 988, which is a suicide and crisis lifeline. And now if you are someone who struggles with uh, suicidal thoughts, tendencies, have a safety plan, identify your triggers. What is it that triggers you and try to avoid that or tackle that? Have emergency contact numbers and try to find safe spaces. Like if there is, um, it could be a friend's house, it could be your bedroom, it could be a psych ward. Sometimes there are, um, I'm not quite sure what they're called, but they're like houses that are for people that don't yet need to be in the psych ward, but are struggling and need a bit more help. And those are temporary. Those are up to two weeks or so. And you could go there. They have people helping you there. They have counselors. Try to find safe spaces. Again, like I said, it's not going to be, it's not going to apply to everyone. Another thing that can be a lifesaver and it has been a lifesaver for me. And those of you who've been listening to the podcast know about Fluffy. He's um, my dog. The best thing that has ever happened to me. And sometimes he is the only reason I'm still here. He is the only reason I wake up in the morning and I actually leave the house. So if you can get a pet, of course, everyone's situation is different. But if you can get one, consider it. Of course, you should weigh the pros and cons. But 
it can be tremendously helpful. One thing that I think lacks in this day and age, especially with the internet and uh, COVID and all, is the um, community and connection. I personally know for myself, talking from personal experience, when I'm around friends and I'm around others, I tend to feel a lot better. The problem is that I do tend to isolate a lot. Friendship, community, if you have supportive family, that can be a life sa- lifesaver too. So if you have family or friends that are struggling, like I said before, reach out, try to include them in activities, invite them over, go over to their house. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. I Everything I've been talking about has applied to me. This has been a big part of my life and I've struggled a lot with it. I, I s- Unfortunately, these days, I sometimes still do. If it was being on the streets, not knowing where I'm going to sleep at night, not knowing how I'm going to buy my next meal, if it was just loneliness of moving to a new place and not finding my place, friends, if it was just helplessness, I'm feeling like I'm all alone, no support. Sometimes with BPD, it could be being abandoned by people you love. And that's actually the reason why I created this community, why I created the BPD Bravery community first with a Facebook page, then with Instagram, and now with the podcast is because I felt so alone in this fight. And I thought if I feel alone, there must be others that feel alone too. And so for all of you who are struggling, I want you to know you are not alone. And I understand your pain. And when I say I understand it, I mean I understand it because I live it too. So I wrote a poem for those of you who are struggling. Here it goes. I've stood on the edge feeling alone, a world of pain. Every hope seemed gone. The weight inside a constant ache, dreaming of peace, a needed break. Voices echo, cruel and loud. Loneliness wraps me like a shroud. Glimpses of memories, joys once known, now distant whispers, shadows grown. But in that abyss, something changed. A hand reached out, fate rearranged. A glimmer of hope, a whispered plea. Stay a bit longer, there is more to see. Life can hurt, can tear us apart, but hope... It lives deep in the heart, and even when darkness feels so deep, hold on to that spark. It's ours to keep. And so, like I mentioned before, I understand those of you who are going through it, and I also understand those of you who have lost people to suicide. And if you or someone you know is in crisis, call or text 988, Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. And again, disclaimer, please note that while this podcast aims to provide valuable information, and insights on the topic of suicide awareness and prevention, I am not a mental health professional. The content shared here is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or mental health issues, it's crucial to seek immediate help from a qualified mental health professional or trusted individual in your life. I want to dedicate this podcast to some people who have been of tremendous help to me recently. There is Isaac Schoenfeld. Thank you so much. Jennifer and Mike, you guys are the best. Rifki Grossman and Ricky Kahan, you guys have been angels while I stayed in Brooklyn. Thank you so much for what you've done. And for the entire BPD Bravery community, for those of you who listen to the podcast, just know that it means the world to me. Your community, your friendship, it means so much, and it's what keeps me going. If you'd like to support the podcast, there will be a link in the description below. You can make a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Anything and everything helps. Again, thank you so much for being here today. I know it was a heavy one, um, so now try to go out, relax, do some self-care. I remember there's always hope. Thank you so much for joining us on today's BPD Bravery Show. 
If you've enjoyed it, then like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure to tune into our show every Monday and Friday. And remember, you are so much more than your BPD.